Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Oz Network. <laughs> Ross, you want to join in on that, please? No. No. <laughs> uh, we are here to grunt our way through another Home Improvement Christmas episode, our third in a row, uh, our third annual weekly, something like that. Our third weekly, their, their third annual It's third annual, our third weekly. It's an annual and a weekly thing. We're going to do this every week. Just recap the same episodes for 52 weeks straight, apparently. Uh, But we're on to Home Improvement, Season 3, Episode 12. Twas the blight before Christmas. Don't you love the play on words they have for these? Uh, And Should have won a Nobel Prize for it. (laughs) Uh, We're going to get into, as teased last week, more Taylor family drama. This is a Brad-centered episode. And uh, I think this is one of the more memorable ones. So I'm excited to see what you think. Well, you kind of alluded to a little bit your thoughts on this. Uh, but of course, this is my dream just to cover anything home improvement. Uh, so we got one more week after this. But now we get the third one, the skiing trip one, the um, Anna Noel one. Let's just say that. Uh, my name is Colin and I'll just take a pew behind you. Uh, and my name is Leon and I was born at the manger next door. <laughs> I, I'm I'm hoping you, you sort of alluded to it. I'm hoping that you were serious when you said you you like this one. This was your favorite one yet. Am, am, am I right? No, I love this. This is so good. Good. I, I wish it ended too soon. That was my problem with it. Uh, I mean, 22 minutes. Uh, they could have given it another five, six something. Uh, yeah. But I will I'm, say I was also ready to say, and I'm Rossi, and I also think I'm getting a Christmas bonus. But, <laughs> well. Um, Unless somebody signs up for Patreon, which you can sign up for Patreon, right? That's <laughs> 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 oh, the grunting. Really good. Somebody sign up for Patreon. Just give us money. That's all we care. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is one of the ones I remember the most. I mean, it's weird. Even though I've said in what three weeks in a row now, I go out of my way to watch Home Improvement Christmas episodes every single year. Uh, I often forget which ones are Christmas episodes because there are some that are sort of like uh, a week before Christmas, uh, two weeks before Christmas. They sort of celebrate the whole month on home improvement, but uh, uh, this is one of the ones that I always remember the most. I'd say this next week's episode and then the season five one, which we won't get to till next year. Those are like the Holy Trinity for me of home improvement Christmas episodes. Uh, but this one, it's so simple. It's, it's got such a good story. Uh, and I would say particularly the second half of the episode is just on fire. Like one line after the other, one scene after the other, they just hit the mark on everything in this episode. I don't know what they were smoking, but they were on a point at the very, like the end, like you said, the end of the episode was just like, boom, boom. Like 
like you can't even hear some of the lines because the laugh track is already playing mm-hmm. while they're saying the next line that's already really funny while they play a laugh track it was just it was chaotic in like the best way and that like joke after joke after joke and like you know you almost didn't see it coming so it wasn't like you know, Tim falls and it's like, Alice yeah. is a witty, like it was oh, like, no. fresh. <laughs> Not <know>. again. <laughs> it was like new, fresh content. So that, that's what made it like extra good. And I'm excited to hear what you think about the, uh, the tool time segment at opposite, or if you actually watch this one, uh, because my thought on this is I-, I was thinking at the time, I'm like, these are all the things Rossi complained about last week. We got a fat joke in there. We got, uh, you know, uh, Tim, Tim's accident prone. Or it's just all the, the, the traditional jokes but I felt like these are some of the better tool time jokes. Um, well, well, I guess let's just start off with the tool time segment. Uh, so basically they're, they're promoting Binford tools here, the owner of uh, tool time, the show within the show. And uh, they're promoting all the stocking stuffers. You can give people at Christmas, which I had a bit of a problem with this as well. I'll kind of get your opinion on stocking stuffers uh, as a kid, or even as an adult, I don't know. Do you still get a stocking as an adult? I mean, we, my family has them. I mean, it's not like a, a special thing anymore. As I mean, a kid, to though, be honest, like... it's the biggest waste. I mean, like, <laughs> you're just going to throw like little candies or like a pair of socks. Like, it's just the most unnecessary yes. junk. Thank you. Like, ever. Because that's what I, I mean. I don't mind stocking stuffers. You know, it, it's it, it, it's cute in like idea, yeah. not as good in execution. Yeah, you get some chocolate. I mean, it's chocolates or a little toy here and there. I mean, for example, they're not going to listen to this episode, but you know, Casper and the Twins—they have some toy cars in there. They're really into like the <laughs> D- D- Disney Pixar movie cars, so they'll get some little cars in there. And I think Casper loves Winnie the Pooh, and he's got like a little stuffed owl from Winnie the Pooh because that was a more tricky one to find. But these are like the presents that nobody's really going to spend money on. This is what you pick up at the dollar store. I was and- just going to say these are dollar store gifts. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, Binford Tools, and this isn't just a home improvement thing. I mean, I've seen this all over the place where stocking stuffers are promoted, and it's these $100 presents that just happen to be big enough to fit in a stocking. I don't know, a, a mini blowtorch is not something you put in a stocking. I think that's partly, you know, it's, it's a joke. They are making jokes in here, but I feel like the idea of stocking stuffers on TV is that we should be spending a hundred dollars on something and it's not right at all. So I, I'm glad I'm not the only one that believes in dollar stores for stockings. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's a waste. I mean, it's uh, like, it's like a, an intentional afterthought. That, yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest right now, you know, we do stockings just so that, you know, we're, we're included in the kids or whatever. Uh, but Jamie's like, Oh, I still got to buy a few things for your stocking Colin. And I'm like, Stockings, that's a good idea. Uh, I got to excuse myself right now to not go to the store and not do last minute shopping. Uh, I'm proud of myself. I've got her presents wrapped right next to me here. Um, It's the earliest I've been done Christmas shopping. It's the earliest I've wrapped. I only wrapped it because uh, I have nowhere else to hide the presents. I know she has to come down and do laundry, but uh, yeah, I still got to do stocking stuffers. It is literally going to be an afterthought for me, but uh, the ones they have here, they have the the mini blowtorch. Uh, and, uh, of course they have the, the, the joke about, uh, holding it up to Al to trim his beard with it and everything. Uh, then there, there's the bad jokes. And one thing I'll say about this episode, I, until I had to take notes, I never quite realized how the first half of the episode, how many bad puns there are, like not just tool time, bad tool time. This is sort of the thing. They make the bad jokes, the dad jokes, you know? Uh, but even when we get to the, the later stuff in the episode, there's a lot of bad puns, but they just work in this episode. Like Al on the torque reg saying you'll be the torque of the town 
uh, or Tim says the torque of the town. And then Al's like, they'll also be torquing about. And then he gives his snort laugh. <laughs> like, it's so funny. But I, I actually really like that torque of the town. Like, you shouldn't laugh at these jokes, but you do. Uh, and then you get the, the the Tim's dumb joke with the, the mini flashlight. You can get into all the places. And they shine it straight through Tim's head onto the wall. One joke that does not land in here uh, is, is, uh, is it this episode or the next one where uh, Tim says something about uh, uh, in one day out the other? I think it is this with the ears. Uh, in yeah, one ear, out the says, other. Al, uh, Al says, in one ear, out the other. And then Tim says, like your job, in one day, out the other. Yeah, and that one, I mean, you know, they're doing this in front of a live studio audience. Uh, but even that joke, there was like no laughter at all. <laughs> I don't know, sometimes they'll have to deliver the same lines over and over again. And, you know, on the fifth take, there's just not the same laughter. But I mean, that one did not work for me at all. Um, but uh, uh, the... Uh, Wait, the, so the second- in like, they, we have the like... Sometimes we say it, obviously not all the time, but like the concept of tool time is mm-hmm. that it's a real show in live, like like the view or whatever that they're filming yeah. it. Um, but like in the reality, like when they film those times when there are people in the audience and they have to be like, oh, sorry, cut, cut, you mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, Richard Carn, can you redo that line? It, it didn't land or whatever. We didn't get the sound or whatever. Do they have to re-laugh these people in the audience like they every do. time or are they just dubbing the yeah. audio over it? Yeah, no, they do have to do that. But that's actually one of the reasons why we get alternate takes, which I think in the last two episodes uh, on the end, the the bloopers aren't necessarily bloopers. Like last week was um, the the alternate take of when they had the sunglasses. I see spots. So what they'll do is if they, if, if they have to do a second take, they'll often change it up a little bit. You know, maybe they'll do the delivery of the line differently. Maybe they'll change wording here and sometimes they'll just completely improvise and do it differently so that you do get that fresh laughter so i'm assuming this was maybe a five deliveries and the audience just didn't have it and they're like listen I, I, in one ear or the other we get it in one day out the other we're done with that um maybe i would laugh harder if the audience laughed i don't know uh second half of the tool time segment is the ice sculpture guy uh that is this episode right no okay then it ends with al's mom coming in like <laughs> preview Godzilla preview for next week then Uh, (laughs) there's a nice sculpture uh teaser I've already watched it all right uh okay so uh now I kind of I I have a uh, spoiled this like very old show oh I'm sorry people I have spoiled the how many years would that be um 16 year anniversary of (laughs) season four episode for you uh did who was it was it it was Danny that won Guatemala right Oh, yes. Danny wins Guatemala. We okay. apologize for spoiling that as well. Uh, we figured once we hit the decade mark, it's safe. Uh, but no, you're right. I have the line here, Karn breaks. And I thought that I, that was the reference about the ice sculpture, Richard Karn, which, by the way, that's going to break next week. I'm sorry to spoil that for everybody. But no, it was the, the part here where Tim is doing the jingle bells, the grunting. Oh, 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 oh. And he's getting right in Richard Karn's face. You can actually see Richard Karn visibly laughing like he can't hold it together, which you well, rarely get. That on the felt show. like uh, like a, the cameras weren't rolling. Let's just have fun. Like, yeah. you know, before they take the cut, like that felt like such an off camera moment. Yeah, that was probably an alternate take because the first time the grunts weren't funny enough. So he's like, I'm going to grunt and get in this face. And now everybody's laughing, including Richard Karn. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, the the uh the, the present okay it's not going to fit in the stocking uh what if you have one of al's mom's thermal hunting socks and he holds up the giant sock which is such a cheap gag but it's so good because they get the giant shadow and the 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 stomping sound effects coming i mean this is just cheap tool time humor but it all works for me 
I mean, I was fine with the like stocking. I thought that was funny. Like, oh, it's too small for your stocking. Well, we got your, you know, your mom. But like the weird like Godzilla coming to destroy <laughs> tool time was a little weird. I, I that wasn't a fan of that. Uh, the major part of the episode here, though, is uh, starting with the N in Leon. So <laughs> Mark is dressing up and he's got the N on him. Uh, and, uh, when Tim walks in and he's asking what the N stands for, I love it. Naked and nobody can tell. Uh, and then I love Jill here as Mark saying, oh, yeah, I still think I look like a geek or whatever. No, no, no you look very handsome. Now let's take this off so your brothers don't see you. <laughs> And the other line that she said was, uh, if this was Veterans Day, you'd look like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like some of those jokes, they shouldn't be funny, but it just works in this episode. Jill, uh, this episode was so good. Like I, all these lines in the like this part of the episode were, were, were incredible. Yeah, and, and this specifically was what I was talking about, about the bad puns, because it's just one after the other, like... Uh, the other part of the storyline with Tim here is that uh, the decorating contest, which this is now the third year in a row, he's running his decorating contest. And uh, he's complaining that Doc Johnson, the proctologist from across the street uh, is beating him to the punch and everything is, you know, Oh, I went to put these elves up and you know, he's got these dancing elves up on his roof. Uh, And uh, (laughs) uh, Jill has a line here about uh, you better get out the elf traps or stuff like that. Uh, and then Tim's like, I went to go put up the Santa. Guess what he's done? Gee, I wonder who would think to put a Santa up at Christmas. Uh, a couple of the other... something like, you've, I mean, you've lost nine years in a row. I think by this time, you would understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brad's storyline gets introduced here, which I guess this is the, the A storyline of the episode where he comes in and, oh, yeah, the, the Wheelers, some friends of his, they invited me on this skiing trip. And they're like, oh, that sounds fun. Uh, and uh, Tim's like, well, it better not be this weekend. We're running a 48 hour tool time marathon. And Jill's like, it's also Christmas. And Tim, it's also Christmas. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this tool time marathon thing is one of the things I always remember this episode for the most, even though it only has two small moments in here. Uh, but this is kind of weird too. And Jill's basically saying like, you can't go at Christmas. You know, we, we always open our presents and we call the relatives. She's basically running down the world's most boring Christmas other than the presents part. I mean, it kind of sounds like Christmas is of last year. We'll call the relatives on the phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and she even mentions that that one year your dad was in the emergency room. Uh, we, you know, we were in the emergency room, we were together, which technically was referenced in season one when they mentioned, uh, you know, uh, the the last year having to be in the emergency room or whatever. Uh, I mean, but- I liked the storyline of this. Like, it felt the most like Christmassy. Like, it felt the most in line mm-hmm. with everything. I just felt like it could have just been like. Like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like it was a big deal. As someone with not kids, it didn't feel like that big a deal to like let one Christmas slide when he's like almost 12 or so, you know? <laughs> almost 12. Like, he, he might as well be uh, able to vote at this point. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think that one, it's not like he's five years old or something like that. And like, it's a precious Christmas. Well, I mean, no. I, no, I would, I would say I kind of see it more from their point of view. Um, I think even even nobody's even this kid I saw from the point. I mean, really, this leads to the jokes where he's like, you know, uh, uh, I could take your presents and open them up here. And Tim, can you feel the love here? Uh, but to me, th- this is not even so much about, well, should they just let Brad go on this? The weird thing for me is that he says, come on, a lot of my friends are going to be there. 
So this one family has invited every kid in the neighborhood to go skiing with them for Christmas. First, what family out there says we're going to steal everybody else's kids for Christmas? And how many other families out there are like, yeah, you know what, nine-year-old Timmy, you feel free to go like, is, is this, the Taylor's the only family in the neighborhood who have the common sense to say, let's not send our son to somebody else's family Christmas? I don't know. I didn't think it was that big a deal to let him go on one. <laughs> it's only one year and he's going to open his presents there with them, right? Yeah, I don't know. I just think the like, it wasn't that big a deal and they like spiraled this whole thing out of control <laughs> and it's like, we've got to go to church and then we've got to, like, it just seemed like like the stranglehold on Christmas over there was just like too much. <laughs> Rossi wants freedom for his Christmas. Rossi is feel if Rossi's parents are listening, he's feeling very smothered right now. He wants to go on a skiing trip for Christmas. I don't know. And then they like just to I know we're gonna get there, but like and then Tim's argument at the end is like, you know, I'm not gonna be around very long, which that's gonna <laughs> Oh, like I can't wait to get to that one. Yeah. But like it just seems like they're like one Christmas that he wants to spend with friends, like is like sacrilegious like I, they cannot fathom that he would not want to be with his family at church while his brother like it just seems crazy to me this that is this is a very weird comparison to make but um when we covered the jurassic park movies uh we talked about <laughs> jurassic park 3 and have you seen jurassic park 3 uh several times okay i that's actually still to this day my favorite of the sequels i'll, I'll stand up for that over any of the jurassic world movies so far but uh the, the kid in that who gets stuck on the island by himself People criticize that by saying, oh, we're supposed to believe that this kid survived on an island for six weeks on his own. And I kind of brought up what you're saying about, you know, he's he's what, 12 or whatever. He's 13. It's he the same with a kid. Vote. <laughs> I mean, but but it's it's a weird thing when a kid hasn't hit puberty yet. You still view them as a kid, which I think is the reason I think if Brad were 14 and his voice had changed and he was shaving, <laughs> he had pubes at this point, then maybe I'd be like you know what? He can handle himself for one Christmas. It's kind of like in Jurassic... It's funny because I have the opposite argument in Jurassic Park 3. I'm like, if this kid had his voice change and he was shaving and he had hit puberty, but he just happened to be six months older, we wouldn't be questioning it. So I get where you're coming from, but I also think, you know, even as a kid growing up, I'm like, maybe it's the line. I mean, I had a lot of trouble taking Brad as a character growing up, maybe because, you know, well, I guess all these characters are close to my age, but... You know, watching this as a teenager and seeing the teenager or watching this even as an 11 or 12 year old and seeing an 11 or 12 year old who is this obnoxious is when he has that line of so much for a Merry Christmas and storms off still I mean, like cliche, terrible line. But like, yeah, I mean, as a kid, I wanted to punch him as an adult. I want to spit on him and punch him. Um what else can I, Rossi has this disgusted, the father, Rossi's like, you're the father here who has the common sense that the kids should be at home for Christmas and you want to hit children. Uh, believe it or not, this is not, I've been going through our best of clips. This is not the first time this year that I've wanted to hit a child. Uh, not my own, just other people's. Uh, I'm turning into Ben. What's happening? No, Ben would be hitting children in other ways. <laughs> yeah. But we won't go there. We won't. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, it's a terrible line. Um, I mean, I think that like, from his like I don't love Brad's character and I'm not like oh Brad is you know unfairly treated like it's just like obviously mm. a lot of the way that he reacts to all this is terrible like what like 10 year old kid is gonna be like Christmas is ruined I can't go skiing one day like yeah no, no kid's gonna say that but like you have to like get the drama in the episode but like I just think that they overreacted to one Christmas <laughs> when he's arguably never had any issue like not staying home before you know it's not like a repeat 
issue. Rossi, are you doing this so you can uh, get out of spending Christmas with me, Jamie, and Casper, and Remy, and Casey? No, I'm getting <laughs> trying to do this to get invited. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want your family. You want my family, right? Rossi, you know what? You're coming for Christmas. Hop on a plane. Borders are open now, right? You can come here. We'll we'll, we'll make pecan oyster stuffing or whatever. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was like, what? You don't tell me. You may. I was like, that's a joke. Uh, we'll, we'll sing carols and we'll call my relatives on the phone. I don't think I have any relatives left alive, but you know, we'll, f- or we'll call your relatives from my house and you can take your I mean, presents listen, for your I'll, parents. I'll bring a, a Ouija board. We can call your relatives. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look, we've planned the perfect Hilding Rossi family Christmas. It just doesn't involve Rossi's family. Are your, would your parents have been open enough if you were this age to at least consider that? What age? I don't know. Brad's age, 12, 13. Wait, you're looking off screen like you're waiting for that to answer. <laughs> I'm confused. Wait, what? When, when you were Brad's age, we're yeah. just going on this this trail here. You're Brad's age. If your parents, if you ask your parents, I want to go skiing with another family for Christmas, would they have been open enough to let you go? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but I never tried. So okay. you can try this year. You're going to be here, right? Yeah, Come to Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. Do you have snow there yet? No. No, okay. Are you going to get snow, do you think, by Christmas? Probably not. It rained today. Oh, it rained. You know, it's funny. It rained here, too. All of our snow is melting, and I had to go out there and, you know, cover things up that are electrical that are technically I mean, rated for snow but not rain. it's cold enough to have snow and even beyond cold enough to have snow. So, like, it's possible. Well, we just haven't had it, so. Okay, well, I'll let you know in the next week if we don't get snow and then you can call off your flight and you can spend Christmas with your family. But if we get snow, you're coming here to ski for Christmas in beautiful Winnipeg. <laughs> okay, good. Um, let's get through the rest of the stuff here. I'll have Tim outside doing his decorations, singing jingle bells, shotgun shells, granny's on the run. Uh, and he's got his decorations, uh, which is the three wise men with his face on it. I love your verses. It's the three wise tool guys. Uh, and this is where he's talking to Wilson about his, um, decorations being stolen or whatever uh, by doc johnson because doc johnson just put up these three wise men and we get the typical tim's a dope moment here where he goes maybe doc johnson has esp and tim's like what does him having a cable sports network have to do with anything uh and uh when tim comes back inside brad's playing the saxophone really badly and tim's saying you know it's either that or an elephant's giving birth upstairs uh I thought it was an elk i think he said elk oh what did he say elk okay I don't know what it I wasn't sure the line delivery was bad, but I think yeah. he said elk because it was it, it was the third or fourth delivery and he just didn't have the heart to do it. The audience stopped laughing at that point or he changed it up. And uh, at one point it was an elephant. Uh, but uh, this is the second half of like the Jill nails really bad dialogue, uh, because when he's talking about, you know, oh, Doc Johnson, I think he has this place bugged or whatever. And Jill's playing up on it, uh, talking into the ornament. What's up, Doc and everything. And then Tim's it, like, no, yeah. no, you, we can't do that now. My husband's still no, not now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it shouldn't work, but she really does her best on this. Randy's listening in the conversation. We get Randy's one of two scenes in the episode uh, where there's, uh, I'm not going to say this is trivia or anything like that, but uh, he's basically saying Doc Johnson is getting his information from me uh, because his granddaughter, Lauren, is in my class. Now, a little bit of trivia note here. Randy's girlfriend on the show that he ends up with when he leaves the show, he leaves to go with her to Costa Rica. Uh, her name is Lauren. So I like to imagine that this is the same character that he doesn't hook up with for five more years or whatever. And she eventually drags him out of the country. Confirm that or is that she's just like an off character? It's, it's never confirmed. It's just weird that like, you know, a TV show would use the exact same character 
this Lauren that he's referring to, we never see her. The only Lauren we see is Randy's girlfriend much later in the show, like five seasons later uh, or four seasons later or whatever. But uh, in my mind, I like to think it's the same character. Uh, So basically she's getting flirty with Randy and giving away, uh, he's giving away the secrets. And I love that. This is one of my uh, best moments of the episode for me when Tim is saying, it's like, you know, Oh, I've been there. Does she look at you like this? And he's sort of like, they're batting his eyes. And Randy's like, she looked at me like that. I would have thrown up. Basically, uh, uh, the other line Tim has here that's really good is where he goes, Randy, you know there's no secret more important than a family's lighting strategy. Uh, We'll kind of stop there, give your comments before we get into the church stuff, which is really the best stuff of the episode. Um, Yeah, uh, I tried looking it up. There's there's no confirmed last name for Lauren. so We're going to confirm it. We're saying it's the same girl. I'll take it. I mean, especially for a girl, you know, like that he's into. It's like... But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I thought some of the jokes in this segment were pretty good. I love the, the lighting package. Um, <laughs> this is not, this is, they're not heading off to church yet. That's later, right? Yeah, that's later. Okay. Cause I was gonna say, I was like the tool time joke that came up. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that that was a weird plot point though, that JTT is secretly giving the kids to, to Doc Johnson. <laughs> um in such a, a roundabout way um but i guess they had to tie it in together um i was i, I was literally about to say in the episode i was like jtt has not made an appearance yet and then he like shows up and i was like oh there he is he's probably the least important child this episode yeah but still my favorite yeah well because no matter what he has you give him three lines in an episode and he's gonna make all three of those lines i mean he had the best line of the episode but yeah yeah, well, I think Tim has the best line because I'll get to that one in a second. Um, so the church stuff here, uh, everybody's ready to go to the Christmas Eve service, uh, the, the choir recital or whatever the Mark has. And Brad comes down and he's not even dressed. Uh, and uh, they're basically go upstairs and get to the, well, you already ruined my Christmas. I don't have to go to stupid church. And Tim has a great line here. Because God said, come and worship, not go and slalom. <laughs> uh, and, and when they, he, they basically say, okay, no, 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 no. You, you're not going to ruin this for everybody else. So you stay home. And Tim's like, uh, I don't want you watching any of that tool time marathon. <laughs> well, they also uh, got into like the parenting thing of Jill's like, you know what? Stay here. I don't want you to ruin the rest of the night for everyone mm-hmm. else. And then Tim's like, no, he should suffer. He, yeah, exactly. He's being like <laughs> ungrateful. Like be miserable at church with us. Like, Well, he says totally that later opposite. on too. He says, you know, I would have loved to have dragged him here against his will in a headlock. <laughs> yeah, I think Jill is even, the, yeah, that would have been great. You know, uh, Mark's in the choir and you with Brad in a headlock. Um, so when they show up at church, uh, Tim's talking to the priest or whatever. And uh, I, I love that th- this ongoing joke about Tim, you know, uh, listening to the football during it. And uh, uh, he's saying, you know, I prayed during halftime or whatever. <laughs> Uh, and they have all the lights. He he mentions, oh, those lights look a little bit dim. You want me to boost the power? And even this priest is so good at his line. It was like, no, that's okay, Tim. I don't think tonight's the night to test out a new sprinkler system. And they lie uh, because where's Brad? He goes, oh, he's not feeling well. And he's like, you lied in church. No, she's, uh, he's like, you lied on Christmas Eve? Yeah. <laughs> like, scandalous. Uh, but um, uh, Al shows up here and this is the world's tiniest church. Like I think at one point I counted how many people it could seat. Cause this isn't like when you film a TV show, sometimes, yeah, you're going to film the front four rows, 
but you're you're just not going to show there's a back to it. We see all sides of this church. Maximum, this seats 15 people, and Al's here too. Uh, and if you and- notice, like the pews are so tiny, like at the end when Brad shows up, mm-hmm. they had put a chair next to the <laughs> pew so JTT could scoot over. Like there wasn't enough room on the pew. Like they had to put a chair so he could sit. Which makes it even more confusing when Al shows up and they offer him a spot and he goes, no, I'll just take a pew behind you. Uh, Tim's line there was like, most of us was you the bathroom, Al. But like, where would Al have sat? Because there's nowhere for him to sit. Yeah, like you cram Al on your bench. Like it's not yours. <laughs> Sitting on Randy's lap or something? I don't know. Uh, Al also with his, uh, oh, I always wanted to be the letter N. <laughs> and then Tim and uh, Randy's, uh, the song specifically says, no Al. And they're like, no Al, no Al. Um, then they get into Brad's protest or whatever. And Al's story about, Oh yeah. I remember my first Christmas protest. My parents bought an artificial tree and the whole Christmas. I refused to sing. Oh, Tenenbaum. Uh, Tim basically mocks him. and says, you are a bad, bad Borland. Uh, and then we get Jill looking all sad and Tim turns to her and says, are you all right? And Al in the back. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> that part, like still to this day, I don't know how many times I watch this episode. I just cry with laughter with Al's response. Cause he's even like, well, it was a long time ago. Uh, Jill's just sad that uh, uh, Brad won't be there. So Tim leaves, doesn't say why. He goes, I'm just going to the little boy's room to take a pew. Uh, Now, when they show up at the house, Brad's got his skis. He's headed towards the door. So we know he's about to run away and do this. And Tim's in there. And uh, (laughs) he's like, what are you doing? And it's like, "Uh, I explained it all. Or I think I was just about to donate these to charity. And he goes, yeah, this is just what they need down at the shelter. Food and skis. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Hello. Say hi, Rocky. (laughs) <laughs> is that what uh, my stocking is gonna say when i come over that's right we're gonna put your name on it i'll get you one. even if you don't come i'm gonna get you a rocky stuff stocking okay <laughs> um we should do the oz network thing we could call in ben rocky <laughs> noah doesn't get one because he causes us too much trouble um but yeah it's it, like it's a, it was there and then it fell off the fireplace it's like on the ground yeah exactly <laughs> it's, it's half burnt <laughs> Uh, we need but, an art uh, commission now <laughs> uh, sign up for patreon and we will make these happen we'll even give you your own oz network stocking uh signed with rocky's name on oh, it but you'll, cool. anyway yeah there's our new merchandise rocky stockings uh but oh. yeah when they when they uh are going through the you know brad leaving here and he goes oh i explained it all in the note <laughs> and picks up the note, gone skiing brad <laughs> Now, here comes my favorite line of the episode that I don't think a single Christmas passes without me quoting this probably a dozen times throughout the 12 days of Christmas. I don't know. The 12 days of this one line. So much so that Jamie quotes this line constantly during the Christmas season where Brad's saying, you know, I want to go. You know, a lot of people I like are going to be there. And Tim says, Christmas is not about being with people you like. It's about being with your family. I use that all the time still. Um basically tim guilt trips him uh he he has the conversation here where he's like you, you know your mom's family's in texas mine is in colorado interesting trivia bit there that's actually the home state of the two actors who play tim and jill because tim allen himself is from colorado and patricia Richardson, i guess is from texas which uh we might hear her texas accent actually slip up in the next episode by the way so teaser for that uh but uh this is where tim says you know uh, you know, you're going to be going off to college soon and face it. I'm not going to be around forever. What do you mean, dad? Is like, face the facts. You've seen the stunts I pull on tool time. I can't keep dodging the bullet. <laughs> that was like such a serious line. And they, they like seamlessly threw a joke. In. Like I wasn't ready yeah. for the joke. Like I was like, oh, Dan, it's like getting heavy. 
Well, and, and we talked about this when we did the Jonathan Taylor Thomas month, the, the Randy thinks he has cancer episode about how they could go for those serious line. In this case, like it's Tim's delivery. It's how serious he's in the delivery. That's so funny. Uh, basically he goes back and, you know, he's guilt tripping Brad again. Uh, I mean, so the we- line that got me in this exchange was, you know, so you're going to go off to college or a nice trade, or a good school. trade school. Yeah. <laughs> or a good trade school. <laughs> uh, the subtlety but- of that was too good too. <laughs> when Tim shows up at the church and Brad's not with them, of course the audience are thinking, Oh yeah, this didn't work out. And Brad shows up last minute. No, you, you miss Al's joke, huh? Oh, which one of those? I checked all oh, the checked, stalls. Yeah, I checked all the stalls. <laughs> the Boy, wasn't Mrs. Lindsay surprised. <laughs> uh, Randy and Jill debating, where is your dad? Well, maybe went home to set up the lights for the decorating contest. Oh, you think your dad would rather set up lights than hear Mark sing? Randy, hmm, what was I thinking? <laughs> Randy's delivery is amazing. Uh, we seriously, we, let's make JTT... What a JTTT time or whatever we decided to call. It. Let's oh, yeah. make it happen. <laughs> uh, does everybody know what time it is? JTTTT time. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Well, work in progress. Uh, so yeah, he shows up with Brad. Jill's all excited. She's crying. Uh, and I-, I love Brad here. It's like, if you're so happy, why are you crying? And, uh, and she says, oh, I'm just happy or whatever. And then, then uh, I-, I see I'm not the only one. And Tim's got a tear and Tim's like, no, this is not uh, because of that. Al's not wearing any deodorant. <laughs> uh, they, the kids show up on stage. We get Noel backwards as they're standing reversed. We get Leon. <laughs> Who's Leon? He was born in the manger next door. Your opening line. Uh, as they're good. singing the first Noel, the, the priest handing out all the candles to everybody stops. Him. I don't think so, Tim. So Tim pulls out the blowtorch. Call back to the beginning of the episode. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll stop there before we get to the final scene. Cause that's kind of its own thing. I could not stop laughing at this scene. <laughs> I lost it. Like everything. It was like, I had to like rewind it like twice to like, just catch all the jokes <laughs> to make sure I missed, like wrote it down. Like it was so funny. I couldn't believe how everyone was like on fire. Like this was mm-hmm. just like writing. They were on point the actors they were on point like they were in the right mood like even if they were grumpy it didn't show like they were like all good like i could not believe how good this was especially after you know i complained so much about <laughs> last episode it was like oh they're just stealing from charity and it's boring mm-hmm. uh, like this was just so funny such a good like happy episode to have and everything was so funny and everything was like knowing character and it was all well thought out i Maybe like my favorite sequence of events in any home improvement episode so far. Like this was just so good. Yeah, this is, I think this whole season is where they, I mean, I love season one and two, but I think season three is where they just hit their stride of everything. And especially just embracing the Christmas episodes here where this will become an annual thing. Uh, the I mean, final even though scene- it was a light JTT episode, you still felt the like, he's yeah. like such a rising star. Yeah, like, exactly. Just the, like he got the funniest lines in my opinion. I mean, obviously, or- you know. Or does he make the funniest lines? Are, are they just average jokes you know, until he delivers them? Yeah, it depends. But it, it, he, like, you can just tell that the star quality of everyone's really risen. Like even the youngest boy, mm-hmm. like you can tell like they're involving him more. He's like more part of the plot lines and every, like yeah, it ju- it's just working better. Like the machine is like oiled, got rid of the kinks, you know. There's uh, the last scene here where they're judging the the lights. So Tim's got his lights on. Wilson's in the backyard looking on, and. Uh, 
they have the throwaway line about, oh yeah, uh, as long as those stupid judges actually you know, like the lights. And, and Wilson says, well, there's only one stupid judge this year and it's me. Uh, that's what Tim kind of backpedals. He realizes that the light is out on one of the, I think it was Rudolph's nose or something like that. So he goes up. The Jill, I think, says, be careful. It's wet up there. Tim plugs in the light. And of course, they don't cut to it right away. But then that's when you start hearing the zapping noise and lights flashing. And Wilson says, well, I think you won this year. I didn't realize you had a full-size Tim on your roof. Then uh, they cut to Tim being electrocuted, which the electricity forms Merry Christmas, which is a little weird. Uh, and then the final scene, which is not bloopers. It's all the family, of the, I guess the whole cast, singing jingle bells in grunts. Can you can you join in with me with the jingle bells? We're going to do this before Christmas. Wanna, uh, 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 uh. Come on. Take it, Rossi. No. Uh, 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 uh. No. You will do it as a Christmas gift for me inviting you over for Christmas. Bye I'll next put week. I'll in the stocking for you. <laughs> uh, anything to add on the last scene? I mean, it's just a throwaway thing. There is a display I mean, on the I hated the, the thing where it, like, he's touching the light. And he's like, oh, and then it's the like, Merry happy Christmas. holiday. Like, oh, yeah. so stu- I hate that so much. Yeah. It's just like when the Santa appeared in episode one, when you hear Santa. And you're like, what just- is like, well, that's what I disliked about the like Godzilla at the beginning. It's like, why are they like going fan? Like what? This is a real show. Like, don't mm-hmm. like, uh, there's no way Al's mom is 20 feet tall. Like, you yeah. know, it's just like. Well, I think the, be tw- real. the 20 foot tall thing, I would just say that's the production team of Tool Time making that part of the show. But this one, I completely agree. It's just, it doesn't quite work. Um, I will say when we get to next week, I have a, a bit of a, I'm not going to say plot hole or anything, but does he actually win this year? I don't know, because we're going to have- we don't get a result, I guess. We Well, we don't on this episode, but next week there's some things that make me question it. And then I guess next year we'll get into even more. Um, I'll, I'll say of all the episodes we've covered, this is the one that's rated the highest so far on uh, IMDb. Um, oh. I'm going to rank it number one of the three we've watched. Uh, I'll, be really, I'll be really curious when we get to next week, because next week is the one that I always love the most growing up. But having watched both these episodes, I'm very much on the fence, because this one is so good. Uh, and I think the humor is so good. Whereas I think the storyline next week is really good, but we're definitely both buying this. Oh, I, I could go above buy if I could. Good. <laughs> Let, let's, what, what would be above buy? We are going to invest in this. I was like, or, or, you know, to be trendy. I'd own the NFT of this. <laughs> we are going <laughs> to NFT this episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next week, uh, just give me a bit of a teaser. Have you watched it yet or no? No. Okay, well, next week, uh, we're going to have another at-home Christmas, but this time, we're going to have a lot of guest stars, because it's basically going to be the Christmas vacation for the Taylors. Uh, Tim's got family members staying with them. No skiing. No wheelers. No wheelers, uh, but we we will get some family members of both Tim's and Jill's next week, which, uh, that's going to be exciting. So, if people want to watch ahead uh, of us covering it. So 12? It's episode 12 as well. Uh, Yeah. Uh, we're stuck on the episode 12. So it'll be season four, episode 12. Twas the night before chaos. Uh, so good they play. They love their puns. They do, yeah. Uh, and we love the puns this week. So let's close out by saying, uh, my name is Colin. And what's up, Doc? And uh, my name is Rossi. And I look forward to uh, Christmas with the Hilding. Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. 
And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.